Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a brand new week. Welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us on 1170am in Sydney, wherever you tuned in via the app, of course, our weather forecast for the week ahead. A few showers around this morning for Sydney. Tops today of 25 out west and 23 in the city. It'll be sunny tomorrow, but then more showers for the middle of the week and a few clouds around at the back end. So a bit of a mixed bag, but Temperatures hovering around the mid-20s for most of the week in Greater Sydney Town. Coming up today, got a heck of a lot of good stories today. Uh, Look, in terms of news, the NRL draw will become official in two hours. So 11 o'clock, the NRL will release that draw. We've got journos inside uh, the draw headroom, uh, headquarters, so to speak, and we will make sure that we bring all that to you. But of course... Quite a bit of it has already been leaked, so I'll get your thoughts on what we know so far, and then from 11 o'clock, we'll keep our eyes on that and bring it straight to you right here on SEN. The semi-finals at the ODI World Cup. Who makes the Aussie 11, and can anyone stop India? They are the two storylines at the moment. Of course, Marnus Labuschagne and Marcus Stoinis in the mix there. So who misses out, Marnus or Marcus? And what about the fact that Australia, for the very first time in this tournament have a full squad of 15, touch wood, to choose from for Thursday night's semi-final against South Africa. So for one reason or another, there has been one player or another who hasn't been available, and now they've got the full complement. So that's part of that storyline for Australia. The other part of the storyline for India, they're 9-0 going into this. So they go through the pool stage unbeaten. Can they do what Australia's done a couple of times and make it 11-0 and all the way through? Well, they have New Zealand on Wednesday night. A miracle story in cricket, as Vossi has alluded to this morning. Welcome back to the big fella. Mudjurabar, third-grade team captain Gareth Morgan has pulled off an absolute miracle. Six wickets in six balls, all in the one over, to dismiss his opponents who were ready to take victory. They needed five off the last over, and Gareth took six for six balls. He ended up with the figures of 7 for 16 off 7 overs. So those first 6 overs, whoo, they were costly, man. 1 for 16, he ended up with those off those first 6 overs. And then at the last ditch, he went, you know what? I may as well do it here and protect some of the younger players and I'll just see what happens. They need 5 off the last over. He takes 6 wickets in 6 deliveries. So I'll run you through all the details on that because it's a pretty cool story. And I know that Gareth has been speaking this morning with our our uh, teammates up there in Queensland, Paddy and Heels, this morning. So we'll have a listen to what he said. But I do want to know your best local sports stories. I mean, is there something that's happened in your grade cricket, at your local golf match, whatever it is? It's one of those ones that only happens in your backyard. The freakish hole-in-one stories. I remember quite a while ago, we got a really cool hole-in-one story from the Manly Golf Club. Uh, and there was a nice little touch to it. So if you've got something like that, throw it in this morning to the mix because we're talking good stories. Storytelling Monday. That's what we're going to do. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. And I'll also give you a story soon that'll make you think twice about becoming a coach. You know, everyone says like, who the heck would want to be a coach? And it's a fair question. Unless you happen to be a coach in college football in the U.S., And I'll tell you why in just a sec. Well, the answer's money. But I'll tell you why and how much in just a sec. We'll do our Monday sports scoreboard as well. Rob Quiney will join me to talk cricket. Adam Kwasnick 
to talk football. Brett Phillips with tennis and Joel Gould from AAP out and about on the road again. So let's start with the NRL draw. What we know so far, we had a discussion before we wrapped it up at the end of last week about Magic Round. St. George Illawarra won't be there. So they, they will be the ones to miss out on Magic Round and Brizzy this year. Shane Flanagan has said, or next year, it's disappointing for our fan base. We've got a big fan base in and around Brizzy. And whilst part of me is disappointed, the rest of me says move on and see what's next. I'll tell you what I am loving out of the Dragons, the pragmatic approach from Shane Flanagan. Everything that he's saying publicly resonates. We're in the market for these players. Yep, we're disappointed, but move on. So there's not a lot of dwelling going on this way or that way from Shane Flanagan. And when you look at what happened last year after Magic Round for the Dragons, uh, I think they got hammered by the Cowboys the week after Magic Round. And then Anthony Griffin lost his job the week after that. So Shane Flanagan has looked at it and gone, well, let's just take a breather here. We're the one to miss out. We don't know the reasons why. I haven't seen uh, the NRL put out the official reason why they came to that conclusion. There will be a whole stack of things behind it. But let's see what happens this morning when that draw is made official. In terms of Magic Round, the likely matches that have been reported, Eels will play the Storm, Seagulls, of course, against the Broncos, Raiders v Bulldogs, Tigers will have the Dolphins, Cowboys will have the Rabbitohs, some big games. Sharks and Roosters, Warriors, Panthers, Titans v Knights, and the buy in that round will fall to the Dragons. Some other talking points, the Panthers and Broncos will have their grand final rematch in round three. The Tigers will have a first round buy and then play Canberra and Cronulla. We'll have a triple header on Anzac Day. So Warriors, Titans, Storm Bunnies, Roosters, Dragons. And the Roosters v South Sydney will have a last-round matchup, So that could be epic. And that'll be a Friday nighter, September the 6th. The Cowboys have three Queensland blockbusters in their first five games. So they'll have the Dolphins away, the Broncos away, and the Titans at home. So we will follow the NRL draw as it's released for you at 11 o'clock this morning and get your thoughts. The ARL... C, the ARL Commission, by the way, has said, let's take a look at salary cap exemptions here for clubs signing Wallaby Stars. And we can have a good discussion about this a little bit later, but it's a pretty obvious shot across the bow again from Peter Volandis, who's saying, look, if a Wallaby or an All Blacks player wants to come over, we'd look at cap exemptions for sure. So what Rugby League is selling is the game and how you can get into the game. What Rugby Union at the moment is selling is the dream because Phil War has said, look, you've got a British and Irish Lions tour in 2025. You've got a home World Cup in 2027. This is an amazing opportunity for all players to be involved in such historical sporting events in Australia. Two very different approaches, and that's what they are selling at the moment, whereas Rugby League is selling, come to us, we'll make the room for it, and we'll show you the cash. New South Wales Blues, Michael Maguire still in negotiations. So that uh, appointment will be further delayed. There'll be the next New South Wales board meeting on November 23. Part of me says, just can we just get the deal done? Part of me says it probably appears as though it's done. And then the other part says, does it matter at the moment whether it's November 13 or November 23? Because you'd be thinking that if Michael Maguire knows that he's going to get the job, that he'll be working on it anyway. 
chances are he'd be working on it if he doesn't know he's going to get the job. So is this is the hold-up a bit of a worry? I mean, remember that they locked in Billy Slater up there on an extended term in Queensland. So if it's an us-versus-them thing, are you worried that we're sitting around waiting for another 10 days at least to make a, an official rubber stamp on Michael Maguire's position? Or are you okay with the fact that they've zeroed in on their man and they're waiting to see that they've got everything lined up to make him happy, to be good for the Blues, and also looking further down the track as well? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 is the open line number. Billy Slater re-signed with Queensland on September 28, which was a no-brainer. It's very different to re-signing Billy Slater to signing a brand-new coach and starting that process. But we go back to late September and the Maroons go, we're locked in, we're all good. We're here mid-November and the Blues are still waiting to see what happens next. CSC Watakiaho is uh, in a bit of a pickle. So yet to secure a release from his Super League club, Catalans, wants to come back to Sydney and Australia and had a planned return with the Bulldogs, but they need to open up a roster spot. So this is where the jam comes in. So he's essentially in a bit of limbo. Despite announcing more than three months ago they were going to release him from the remainder of his Super League deal, Catalans have yet to rubber stamp that one. So it's all in the balance, and the Bulldogs have already filled their 30 spots on their official roster for next season, capturing a whole stack of players. So a lot of rugby league news around for us to talk about. 0457 736 736. Let me know your thoughts on that. Semi-finals at the Cricket ODI World Cup will pan out like this. India v New Zealand Wednesday night. Australia v South Africa Thursday night. You can hear every single ball of both of those matches and the final right here on SEN. Our coverages start around the network from 7 o'clock on Wednesday, Thursday, and then into the final. So India go in unbeaten. They hammered Netherlands last night, and scarily enough, the uh, the batters were on song. Shreyas Iyer picks it up to go 128 not out. I think that's his first World Cup century. Rahul, 102. Sharma, 61. Gill, 51. Kohli, 51. They piled on the points, 4 for 410, the runs. And then they knocked over Netherlands for 250. Australia, well, we got our seventh straight win against Bangladesh on Saturday night. And as you know, Mitch Marsh just went gangbusters. 177 not out. Steve Smith returning after having problems with vertigo. 63 not out. David Warner, 53. And Adam Zampa, our top wicket taker at the Cup. The top wicket taker at the moment at the Cup with 22 wickets so far and more coming. WBBL tonight, the Sydney Sixers play the Hobart Hurricanes. So Sixers four and five against Hobart three and four. That's down there in Tassie at 10 past six. Yesterday, the uh, Sydney Thunder had their second loss of the season to Perth by 42 runs. So the Thunder six and two, they're second on the ladder. The Perth Scorchers on top of the ladder. They've played 10 games, seven wins and three losses. Now, in a crazy case of show me the money, get this for a yarn. U.S. college football, there's nothing like it. They make so much money, it's hard to wrap your head around. And remember this, they're not paying their players, right? (laughs) So put this into perspective, because Texas A&M, the Aggies, have fired their coach, Jimbo Fisher. Big, big name. But Jimbo's been fired. It's going to cost them more than $77 million to fire him. 
He's in his seventh season at the Aggies. He was originally signed on a 10-year deal worth $75 million. This is a college footy coach. 10-year deal, $75 million. In 2020, he wins the Orange Bowl, has a massive season. So they extend that contract out to 2031, and they bump it up to $9.4 million bucks a year. So a $94 million deal through to 2031. Since then, he's had the lean seasons, and it's all going a little bit pear-shaped. So they've decided that they're going to move him on. Under the terms of his contract, if he's fired before December 1, he'll receive a payout of $77,562,500, guaranteed. His contract was fully guaranteed. And further to that, there was no financial offset if he goes to another job. So no matter what happens, he can go to another job here, they can pay him $50 million, and the club that he's going to and the club that he's coming from or the, the college that he's coming from, there's no mitigation here. That $77.5 million has to come out of Texas A&M's bank, and he gets it no matter what. There was no penalty at all to Fisher if he wanted to leave for another job. Fully guaranteed. <laughs> this is crazy. And the only protection for the college, whew, thankfully, they don't have to pay the $77.5 million front up. They've got to pay 25% of it in the first two months. So that's call that $20 million, right? They've got to give that to him in the first 60 days. And then the rest, they've got to give it to him over the course of his deal. The previous biggest buyout of a coach was Guy Mauser. He was paid $21 million after being fired at Auburn, and he received half of that within a month. And then the rest over installments in four years. So I did some digging around this because it got me thinking, like, why would you want to be a coach? Well, the risks are always there for coaching. But in college football, when they make so much money and they are so big on such enormous broadcasting deals and they just generate so much money for their communities and their cities and they're getting paid a mozza for their students to be there, it's ridic- and they don't pay any of their football players, they've got the money to do it. And the best line I saw was when they said, ignore the buyout. So when you're thinking about hiring a coach, you have to ignore the fact that when you get rid of them, the buyout factor comes in. And in this case, it'll be $77 million US dollars to say, see you later. $121 million bucks for Jimbo Fisher to leave. And it's guaranteed. That's crazy stuff. 0457736736. Who wants to be a coach? Not many people. Who wants to be a college football coach? Well, if you're in the game, you're in the cash. In the NFL, results that are already done this morning. Colts beat the Patriots 10-6, so a low scorer there. Browns over the Ravens. Uh, the Steelers had a win over the Packers. 49ers beat the Jaguars. The Vikings beat the Saints this morning. The Texans beat the Bengals 30 points to 27. And the Buccaneers 20-6 to over the Titans. So we've got some games underway at the moment. I'll run you through the scores in that. And NBA is also up and running this morning as per usual. Nets and Wizards uh, heading towards the final stages there. The Nets 97-92 and Clippers and Grizzlies into the third quarter. The Grizzlies lead that one with 76ers and Pacers. 
Rockets and Nuggets still to come and others. So there you go. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our open line number. Have you got any really cool stories, some local sports stories? What do you think of the big stories of the day? What are you making of this NRL draw? And what do you think about Rugby League saying the Wallabies stars and Rugby Union stars in particular, well, maybe we can open the door salary cap-wise and let you on in. Do you think the Rugby League needs to sell itself that hard at the moment in Rugby Union? The players and talent are there. They've had a lean trot at the World Cup, obviously, but the door might just swing open a little bit more. Let me know your thoughts on this Monday morning. Let's tell, uh, tell some stories, tall and true, or however you want to frame them, on 1300 01 1170 or 0457 736 736 on the text line.